We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigger. It's a pleasure to have you along. Let's talk to Lauren Laporte now, the softball coach at James Madison, as we kind of wrap up their season as it did finish last week in the Sunbelt Tournament. Hi, Coach. How are you? Doing great. Is it kind of hard to believe that the season is over? I know, obviously, there's still some softball going on. The Supers going on this weekend. But uh, your world kind of changes all of a sudden, doesn't it? It does. It does. But, you know, it's funny. Is the softball's on TV nonstop. I can't, I can't get away from it. Um, neither can my husband. So we've been watching softball all weekend. And obviously, Louisiana won their regional um, beat LSU. So, um, you know, happy for them. Um, and they'll be heading to Washington for Super Regional. So it's good to see, you know, another Sunbelt team do so well. Is it hard to watch those games? Obviously, you've been in those situations before. Is it hard to watch them? Do you enjoy watching them? <laughs> what are your feelings during that? You know, it's kind of a mix. Um, you know, I, I, of course, enjoy softball and just watching it and learning the game and seeing what other people do. But you do. You kind of feel like, oh, gosh, you know, we are maybe a few games away, you know, from, from getting there. And, uh, you know, that's, that's always tough, especially when you've, you've been in the postseason a lot. You know, this is, I think, my 12th year, and, and we've been quite a few times, especially in the regionals. Um, so it's kind of a mix of feelings. Like, you want to be there so bad, but you also enjoy watching the game. And you mentioned Louisiana. Is now, now that you're in the Sun Belt and you get you got to see them up close and personal and, and have a relationship with, with all the teams in the Sun Belt, is it fun to see another team in your league advance like they did? It is, absolutely. You always, you know, yes, you're, you know, competitors and, and your rivals, but you also, you know, when they get to the postseason, you want to see the teams of your conference really do well and represent, represent the conference, and, and that's what it's about. And, you know, Texas State and their um, – for a little bit, you know, they, they won. I think they lost game one to Texas A&M, which was a heartbreaker, um, you know, in the seventh. And then, you know, turned around and beat Seton Hall and then unfortunately lost again to Texas A&M. But they competed, and that's kind of what you asked for. But Louisiana going into the championship, having to beat LSU twice, um, and they did it, was, you know, pretty phenomenal to watch. So really glad to see what they have done. D- did you feel like Marshall and South Alabama should have got in also? Um, no. You know, I think when you take a look at the RPI um, – it was pretty consistent. I feel like the committee did a really good job this year. I think they only skipped maybe two people um, that weren't that were higher in the 40s. I think Notre Dame got in, and I think they did do a good job. Um, you know, South Alabama was right there. They did get skipped mm-hmm. by Notre Dame, so I, I feel like it was between those two. Um, and you know, I don't know what it came down to, um, but I, just, I feel like Marshall still was um, you know pretty high in the RBI to, to get a chance. But South Alabama, I feel it was right there, and I think they were a bubble team. I mean, they might yeah. have been even the last four out. Um, so I think it's, it, it's tough, but I don't feel like the committee did a, a, a bad job. Yeah, no, and that's a hard job to do, no doubt. We're talking with Lauren Laporte, the softball coach at James Madison. And, you know, since you've been in this for so long now, and you mentioned the 12 years, a lot of postseasons, do you, do you kind of understand what the committee is looking for, for the most part, as far as when you try and schedule your non-conference and everything like that? Yeah, and I think that's what we have to do a better job at next year. Um, you know, I have to sit down and figure out, you know, yes, our conference is going to give us a high, a high RPI, you know, chance, um, but we also have to make sure we're scheduling a high RPI out of the season. And, um, you know, I, I didn't do that as much as I should have this year, so it's something that I'm definitely looking into um, to, to give us a, ch- a shot at it at large because I can tell you our conference, that tournament is really hard to win. Yeah. You know, being single elimination, it is. It, it's tough, especially with the teams in it. And, you know, one game and you're done, you know, anything can happen. So I, I think, you know, looking back at the season um, and going into the next season, 
um, you have to give yourself, you know, a chance at getting that large bid and making sure you, you know, schedule a high RBI schedule. Yeah, no question. Very hard to win. We're talking to Lauren Laporte, the softball coach of James Madison. And, you know, with, with Louisiana doing what they did, and you, you led, and again, you got swept by them, but you led two of those games fairly late in the game. So does it show you that you're awful close to being a team that can compete in the regional and, and potentially get to a super? Oh, yeah. I think we're right there. I mean, we competed with everybody in our conference. Um, you know, yes, we got swept by Lafayette, but I feel like that Friday and Sunday game were very competitive mm-hmm. where, you know, it came down to one hit or one pitch. Um, you know, it's a game of inches, and I feel like we competed with them out of, you know, two out of three of the games. Um, you know, we beat Marshall once. We, you know, we beat Texas State. So, I do. I feel like we're right there. Um, we just, I think, coming back next year, you know, and talking to a lot of the girls, like, we are going to be veterans in the field. Um, you know, we have a lot of juniors and um, seniors that play this year and then a lot of freshmen, you know, coming back. So I am ex- excited about just them being a little bit more experienced and it being experienced in the Sun Belt. I mean, this was new for all of us, including the coaches, um, at just how, you know, the Sun Belt teams play. So, um, you know, I think we got our feet wet and I'm excited with, to see what the team can do with, with a lot of confidence and really coming back from a lot of injuries that we had this year, um, especially in the circle. Yeah, no question. What was the biggest difference from, from – the CAA to the Sun Belt and just the style of play that the, again maybe more consistent than, than what you saw in the Sun Belt. What was the biggest difference? Pitching. Pitching was, I think, the biggest difference. I mean, the Sun Belt has, I think, five of the top pitchers in the country with ERA and strikeouts. Um, so I, I would say that was um, the biggest thing. You know, we also play one game a day, which allowed the pitchers to throw a lot more. <laughs> right. You know, the ace could throw a lot more when you only play one game a day. Um, so, and you kind of saw that when we went to Texas State, Mullins threw every single game. Um, so, I think it's, it's the pitching is, is very strong in this conference. Um, and, I, and I think every team has a little bit more depth offensively. You know, you're not just trying to work around two or three hitters. Um, you know, one through six is, is pretty strong. So, um, you know, it's just, I just feel like the level of play, um, but the pitching for sure was very different. It's one thing I've heard from a lot of coaches is the depth. There's just more depth in this league in every sport at, at every position yeah. it seems like. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of what it comes down to. There's there's a lot of players that yeah. play at a lot of places and um, you know, are, are elite players. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it is it's, it's the, the softball um, is just overall a little bit better. We're talking to James Madison softball coach Lauren Laporte. They wrapped up their season 28-19. Did fall to South Alabama last week in the Sunbelt uh, tournament, and or a couple weeks ago, I guess now. But you know, coach, as you looked at that game, I thought Kyla played great. And just a couple, a couple mistakes early on, but she threw great, and you just couldn't get um, enough big hits to to get a win. But you played right with them, and just just couldn't find a way to to scratch out a win. Yeah, if we could take those two innings away, yeah, uh, the no first doubt. And second, uh, I think it would have been a different ball game. Just like I said, I mean, you could tell the. This is a lot of our kids' first championship, you know, the freshmen and sophomores. Um, and, you know, knowing that it's it's win or go home, <laughs> that's always, you know, a little bit of, you know, pressure as well. So I think just being there and, and being competing and, you know, I just feel like we weren't sharp in the first two innings. And I, the unfortunate thing about this sport and our game is sometimes it's how you start. You know, mm-hmm. yes, you want to battle back, but if, if you go down runs, it's, it's tough for an offense. They feel like, you know, they got to press a little bit. So I've seen a lot of games, and a lot of games that we've won, you know, we've scored really early and just, like, not allowed the other team to ever get momentum. And that's kind of what happened to us against South Alabama. Like, I think we competed, but we never, ever got the momentum um, to get the big hit. Um, you know, we had runners on, especially in the first, I think the bottom of the first. I think we had runners on second, third, and 
you know, I think we had Hallie and Jazz up, and we just couldn't get that big hit. Um, and, you know, it's all about momentum in this game. So sometimes you can't start going down um, in our sport. That's one thing. <laughs> with two less innings in baseball, it is a lot, it's a challenge. Seven innings goes pretty quick sometimes. So it, we, it does. <laughs> Especially when you have elite pitching. Yeah, yeah no question. Of the year. Um, so, you know, she, Lackey's not someone you can she, – she hits her spots and commands the zone really well. Um, so, you know, she, she wasn't the easiest to, to get a lot of – to string a lot of hits together either, and she doesn't walk a lot of people. So, um, you know, we just – we did. We needed that one one or two balls to really square up and get it out of the park. You mentioned, uh, and I didn't even think about this, you know, not being playing in a championship. And with COVID a few years ago, with last year not being able to complain in, in a tournament and and so many young players on this team, you really you, – you didn't have a ton of tournament experience, did you? No. I mean, the players that were on this – this previous team have really no championship experience. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you think about it, there's only it was Shiflet, Hallie, um, and Reed um, that really you know played um, in that 2021 season. I mean, that was a very senior, super senior kind of class. So this was really their first championship, you know, that that they played. And yes, they were a part of it, but I'm talking actual playing on on the dirt. It's different, um, yeah. Experience <laughs> and the adrenaline of it, you know. Sure. I mean that's. It's a, it's a different kind of adrenaline when you're going into championship play, um, and it's almost kind of like a new season. But like I said, you know, being one and done, that's that's a, an extra adrenaline rush that we've never experienced in a championship before. You know, our championship's always been double. So it was just new for a lot of us. You know, I get why the SEC does like single elimination and some other leagues do it at the Power 5 level. Would you, re- would you like to see it change to double elimination again? Yeah, I, I don't – you know, I, I do think our, our conference is a strong conference, but I don't feel like it is, you know, where you're going to get five or six teams. I right. mean, that's what we hope, but that's what we really want. Um, and I think all of us have to realize, you know, we have to have to be in a higher RPI and be able to do that in order to do that. But, um, yeah, I would almost like it kind of like baseball, where you have your kind of two, I guess you can say, playing games. Right. And then you go to a 16 double elimination. Um, but, again, you know, that um, I think there was a vote in, that, that didn't happen. So um, <laughs> maybe in a few years, I think you got to wait two or three years, um, and then if you want to change things, change it back. But anyway, it, it is what it is, you know. And I think that's the thing you can't you can't wish for this if it's not it, you know. It right. was single elimination, and we had to go in. And, and like you said, it's only three games. So if you think of it that way, <laughs> no question. Um, you know, it's a little bit easier on you. But uh, yeah, it's the teams are just they're they're solid, especially the ones that make it in the tournament. And we're talking to JMU softball coach Lauren Laporte, kind of wrapping up the season. And um, obviously hard to, to say goodbye to Hannah Shiflett. We talked about that after senior day, but uh, she played her final game, Avery Pinder as well. She had the one year here. But always tough to, to say goodbye to those seniors, I'm sure. Yeah, well, the, the fortunate thing is Avery's coming back. Um, a lot well, she of has one more year. I actually, yeah, I did not know this either. Division three players have two years of eligibility. Holy moly. Um, yeah, so uh, that was something new to me that I found out in, in January. And she was kind of, you know, we were trying to figure some things out. Um, she wasn't completely sure, if, you know, she was going to stay for, for six years in college. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we talked after the season. I think she wants one more shot at, you know, playing. Because, you know, in our sport, when it's over, it's over. You know, there's very limited opportunities to go play pro. Um, you know, they have athletes unlimited. But, again, that's very difficult to get into that because it is so competitive because there's so many good ball players um, in this sport. So, there's, there's not much after. And, you know, that's what I try to tell everybody. Like, you know, when this, you've been playing this game for all of your life and then all of a sudden it is gone. So make the most of it because you don't really play that much after, especially at this, at this 
competitive level. You know, um, you have slow pitch that you can play. But, um, <laughs> little a little different. A little different. Pitch game. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so she is um, – Back. That's awesome. That's fun. And she was uh, she was so great for you in center field and did a great job with the nine hole. So that's awesome. She does get to come back. And I guess I, I should have known that since she wasn't one of the uh, seniors honored on senior day. But that's awesome that she has another year. But, you know, you have so many kids back. How did the exit interviews go? I- I'm sure those are hard conversations sometimes, but uh, some that need to be had. But did those go well for the most part? I mean, you know, end of the me- end of the year meetings are end of the year meetings. You know, you do you have to be, um, you know, honest. And we we and like I said after our our tournament, I'm like we've got to get better. You know, and that's just that's the reality of it. You know, we're here to compete for championships, and, and that's why we work as hard as we do. Um, so there's things that everybody, even the the coaching staff, support staff, uh, we can do a little bit better. And I think, you know, if you have players that you know, are hungry and understand that and aren't okay, you know, with, with being a six seed and, and losing the first game of the tournament, then you, then you have something. But I, I think we have to use this year um, as fuel and, and know, you know, we have to get better and we have to be hungrier. Um, so looking forward to, to having the team back in the fall and getting to work. I know we've talked about KK throughout the years. We talked to Lauren Laporte, the softball coach at JMU, but first team all conference is a true freshman. She's, she earned all region honors last week. I mean, you you knew that she was going to be pretty good. You made her available to the media before the season even began, and that's hard for a true freshman to do. So you expected some pretty big things out of KK. For her to live up and maybe even exceed those expectations, I know we've talked about her work ethic and how she just loves it and, and grinds and everything, but, man, what a special kid she is and what a special year she had. The, the future is so bright for that young lady. Yeah, I mean, she really reminds me of some of um, the All-Americans that we've had, um, you know, when they, you know, Odyssey and and Megan and Jalen Ford, how they came in as freshmen, and it wasn't like they even played as freshmen. You know, um, they came back, they came in as as impact players, you know, Sarah Jubas, um, Madison Iokas, like they came in right away and made an impact, and and that's kind of what we needed KK to do, and that was part of her recruiting conversation. You know, we're like, look, like, you know, we, we know you're a freshman, but we, we need you to come in and, and kind of um, have a leadership role as well. And she has that personality. Um, so it, it was big for us that she was able to step up and do it and figure out this level quicker than a lot of, you know, freshmen do. And I think, honestly, the hardest part for, for her is going to be next year. Yeah, um, no doubt. Usually the freshman to sophomore transition is sometimes the hardest part in your career um, because, you know, a lot of people know a lot about you. Um, and they start to figure some things out, and it's important that you figure it right back out. And that's kind of the conversation that we had with some of our sophomores this year, um, even some juniors. You know, like, it, it, not every year is going to stay the same. If people are going to get better against you, you have to get better back. Um, and I think that is the hardest part for players to understand is the doubting that goes into it and trying to nitpick every little thing. That doesn't happen in high school and travel ball. But when you get to college, I mean, the coaches are spending hours watching film and, and kind of dissecting each swing. So you can't, you can't stay the same, and you have to get better, and you have to hit other pitches very well. You know, if you're a type of hitter that only hits one pitch well, you'll never see it, you know. So that's kind of a lot of the conversation we had in the end of the year meeting, kind of talking about this is what you do really well, but this is where you're probably going to get pitched next year. Or, you know, as a pitcher – this is what people are going to lay off next year. So um, it's kind of vice versa with pitching. So, you know, I think understanding that and really getting more well-rounded where you don't have a lot of holes is, is what you're going to have to do. And, you know, 
KK and, and Bella and, and our, our juniors, too, have to figure that out. I'm glad you mentioned Bella because, again, she's kind of in the same boat as KK. She had an unbelievable freshman year in a demanding position, was tremendous behind the plate. And the one thing that I think stood out with KK and Bella especially is that, as you mentioned, coaches are going to watch film. And they, they kept getting more of a sample size of those two players. But the one thing that those two did, they got better as the season went on. That's a good sign for the future, isn't it? That is a good sign because they work. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, those those two players. I mean, as, as freshmen, probably are two you know hardest workers. But it's not just it's just it's not just on the softball skill. Um, they they work in the weight room. Um, they're big time lifters. They want to get stronger. They understand how important it is to get stronger. Um, because to be completely honest, if, if you're strong and, and you can connect, a lot of great things can happen. You know. Um, so I think that was the biggest transition for Kate Gordon. You know, from her freshman to sophomore year, she took the weight room very serious over the summer after her freshman year, and she was determined. And she came back, I mean, stronger than really she might have been the third strongest on the team. Um, and it just it showed in her play, and, and any time she connected, the ball just flew. Um, but it's just because of her work in the weight room, and I think those two understand that and, and really work not just in hitting and, and their softball skill, but in the mental game and they're, you know, getting their bodies ready to play. Turn to JMU softball coach Lauren Laporte, kind of wrapping up the season. And how about in the circle? Again, you dealt with injuries. Rebecca got hurt early. Alyssa was hurt late, so they didn't get to throw a ton of innings for you. Um, Kyla, <laughs> she turned into a workhorse late in the year. But um, what were your thoughts on the circle? Obviously, it needed to be more consistent throughout the year. There were some great performances, great effort, but probably just more consistency in the circle, right? Yeah, and you know, I feel like if we went in fully healthy, you know, in that tournament, even at the end of the year, um, you know, Kyla wouldn't have to throw, you know, as much as she threw. You know, we just we battled so many injuries, and um, you know, a lot of them were nagging injuries that just wouldn't go away, and it was like a time thing. So hopefully, this summer, you know, we've we've gotten a plan for all of them to, to rest and recover, um, and and hopefully, you know, they'll be fresh, you know, come August when we can start training again. All right, talk to me about recruiting a little bit. Obviously, has it changed over the years? I know you used to be it used to be so early in, in a player's career, eighth grade, ninth grade. You'd see these kids and have to recruit them so early. Has that changed a little bit over the years? Yeah. So you know, the new recruiting rule came out that you can't um, even talk to anybody, but you know, before they get to their junior year. Um, so you, you can go watch them. You just can't have any conversations. So September first of junior year is when we can start reaching out, making phone calls, sending emails bringing them on visits. Um, so that rule did change um, three years ago. So it's helped, you know, uh, I think the hardest part is the building of relationships. Um, yeah, we have committed ninth graders before, but, you know, I think that ninth and 10th grade year was developing relationships. And now when September 1st hits, you don't even feel like you get time to even know the recruits because everybody's just like in this quick wanting to make <laughs> right. a decision, you know? So it's, it's changed a little bit with kind of the relationship building. Um, obviously, you know, we have some kids that have been coming to our camp, you know, since they were 13. So we build the relationships there. <laughs> but you can't really talk to them about recruiting at all. Um, and, you know, I think the portal has changed um, the game a lot, too. There's, there's people that are just going straight from the portal um, and, and only, you know, bringing in maybe three, two to three freshmen and then just, just doing, you know, recruiting from the portal. Um, so it's it's changed for a lot of different um, place you know places and then schools and I say we're kind of a mix. Um, you know we are only bringing in three next year, um, 
but we do get some portal kits as well. Is that something that um, you've had to kind of adjust to, is, is the portal? Is that something that has taken some getting used to? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, I love that answer because it's a, it's a yeah. deep breath and it's just, yes, it's it's something else that you just, you have to deal with it or, or you're going to get passed up. Yeah, you are. And I think the other thing with portal, you know, we're, we're in it right now and we have some conversations that are going on right now with, with some portal players and, Again, it's, it's a very quick turnaround. You don't have a lot of time to really get to know them, um, and you just got to go with your gut sometimes. Um, and, you know, we, we have had some good players, you know, that we got from them, from the, I'm sorry, from the portal. So, um, you know, but there are some teams that are literally just recruiting from that. Yep. Uh, so it's, it's different for everybody, and, and I'm still trying to figure it out. Really <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I, I, think, I think the hardest thing with bringing portal players in is, it takes them a little bit to transition. It does. You know, it, yep. you, know you know, you talk about freshmen transi- transitioning, you know, into it, but it's, it's a different kind of transition because, um, you know, freshmen come in, they've been committed as a freshman class with each other for two years, you know, so they've kind of gotten to know their class a little bit. I mean, for, for official visits, we bring all the freshmen, incoming freshmen in together so they can start forming those relationships. The parents start to know each other. So, they almost have a head start in kind of their people, you know, in their class. And then transfers come in, and it's like they don't know anybody. They don't have relationships <laughs> right. with anybody. Um, so it's, it's difficult for, for sometimes for them to figure out who they are on the team, you know, not just playing-wise, but, like, leadership, because a lot of them are already coming in as upperclassmen. Um, so that's kind of the, the part, the process that we found most difficult with the transfers is just when they get here, just kind of not sitting in, but, figuring out who they are on the team. We're talking a little on the portal. I've kept it way too long, but I want to finish with this one. Um, You mentioned the three kids you've got coming in, and you've got some really good players coming in, don't you? We do. I mean, you know, Fleet is one of the best pitchers from the state of Virginia and has had a great career, and, you know, we're excited for her to come in and and be an impact pitcher for us. That's kind of, you know, been our vision for her. And um, we have Madison Edwards that's coming, you know, from the Winchester area, who's a middle, very athletic um, and, you know, Ashley Bush coming out of Chesapeake, the Virginia Beach area, um, as a catcher. So we're excited about our three recruits coming in um, as freshmen and, and them being able to come in and, and do some things right away. It's always uh, managing the roster. That's something that you've always got to do, no matter no matter what it is. Your own oh, kids yeah. and, and kids from other places, it's, uh, it's a challenge for you guys these days. But, Coach, thank you so much for everything the entire year. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll catch up again here in the offseason. All right. Thank you, Dave.